Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, I'm in the First Bank studio here in Hattiesburg. My partners, along with uh, Michael Morgans, are at Ramey Motors down in Purvis. Going to be joining the guys here in just a second. Opening segment of the show, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. And we thank them for all they do. A great place while you're out Christmas shopping to go by and have lunch or dinner at Dickie's. It's always delicious. And remember, they'll cater any holiday event that you may have upcoming. Quick reminder that tomorrow, tomorrow, we will be broadcasting from Midtown at the Corner Market as we culminate our 2021 toy drive. You still have time to donate some toys. We would ask you at this point to take them to Midtown at Corner Market. Or better still, come join us tomorrow. Gerard will be there from 10 to 1 o'clock, the Eagle Hour from 1 to 2. Our guest, Coach Oz, is going to join us at Midtown. We're going to be talking about the exciting upcoming uh, baseball season. Uh, we've got Coach Barry. We've got a bunch of people that are going to be on the shows from 10 to 1 and then 1 to 2. We hope you'll join us. All right, big day in college football. Lots of folks really keep up with recruiting. Our buddy Luke uh, Johnson is one of those that does that. All right, Luke, give us the rundown. How has Southern Miss done today in football recruiting? It's been a solid class, Bob. Looks like it's uh, about wrapped up. I just I was listening to Coach Hall a little earlier on the uh, the signing show, but officially uh, twenty players, uh, twenty scholarship players today. A couple of preferred walk-ons, seventeen commits of those twenty, three transfers. And so let's uh, let's just break this down real quick and then talk about some specific guys of the twenty scholarship players. Uh, Eleven on defense, eight on offense. And uh, then one uh, guy that they label as an athlete, uh, Cameron Knox from, from New Albany, Mississippi. Position breakdown, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, three uh, scholarship offensive linemen. One of the preferred walk-ons is an offensive lineman. Five defensive linemen, three linebackers, three defensive backs, and a preferred walk-on at the kicker-punter position, and then a scholarship athlete. A um, couple of highlights in this class. The number one junior college wide receiver in the country signs today, Latrell Jones. Uh, we called him Frog Jones originally from Taylorsville, but Pearl River. The number four junior college defensive tackle in the country, D'Amico Rowland, out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He was committed to Texas Tech for a while, and then uh, they had a coaching change, and Eagles were able to grab him. The number one quarterback in the state of Mississippi, Zach Wilkie from Hernando, and then what's thought to be the number one inside linebacker in the state, Mario Wilburn, um, comes. All those guys are commits uh, in this 20 uh, three transfers, six junior college, 11 high schools. So that's a little interesting. We thought that there may be uh, more JUCOs than that, but uh, about 50% of these uh, these commits are on the high school level. But Will Hall also said there's more to come probably yeah. in the next two to three weeks. Right, so you Luke? got 26 spots, and you you got 20 uh, scholarship guys today. What he said was you can expect over the next three to four weeks – for Southern Miss to sign five to six more scholarship players. And, of course, the big discussion has always been the status of Miles Brennan. But but it's different 
when you're signing a national letter of intent as opposed to a transfer? Tell transfer us doesn't. Yeah, transfer. You, you you may not hear anything from Miles Brennan today, whether it was Southern Miss or, or anywhere else. And what Coach Hall said today was he specifically said. Ty Keyes and Zach Wilkie are going to be competing for a starting job at quarterback. And then he said if we were to get a transfer quarterback, um, an older transfer quarterback, he would, of course, be in the mix. And he mentioned the superbacks also. So, uh, so Bob, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a, a solid class. I guess the, the biggest thing that happened in the last 24 hours that just kind of made this class really good was Southern Miss. One of the transfers Southern Miss got was a guy named Janari Dean. He was a dandy dozen at uh, South Panola High School, a four-star, had offers from from Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas, and ended up signing at Mississippi State, was put at safety, played special teams this year, and he is transferred to Southern Miss where he will play running back. And that, that is a huge transfer get for the Golden Eagles. They also get Dalen Gill, a linebacker from Jones College, and they get Jaleel Clemens, who Coach Hall recruited at Memphis. He's a he's going to be a jack linebacker, kind of a hybrid linebacker and defensive end. So this is a this is a good yeah. class, especially with Dean yesterday. Well, well I'm, well, I'm most that, interested in this quarterback situation, Luke. Uh, you got Ty Keys, who was the number one quarterback in the state. Now you've signed Zach Wilkie, who's rated as the number one quarterback in the state. From the standpoint of competition, that's great. That's great for Southern Miss, and we see certainly. Uh, that quarterback depth uh, is something that's important, but I wonder, I wonder how that works out when you have two number one uh, recruited quarterbacks and and one is the starter and one turns into the backup. Well, you you can't recruit people wondering what they're going to do three years from now or two years from now. You have to recruit and and get the best amount of talent you can on your on your team. And uh, what Coach Hall said was last year they signed the number one quarterback in Mississippi. They did the same thing again. He specifically said um, about about Zach Wilkie, he said his older brother plays quarterback at Harding University. He fits Will Hall's mold of a quarterback. He's a multi-sport guy, too, dual threat. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the type of guy, you know, that they want to get into this offense. Obviously, you know, Tykes, you know, with with a year of development has has the leg up. But yeah, right. you bring another you bring talent in, Kelly, in order to, to push. The two questions I have, number one is what happens to Trey Lowe now? He's he still has some eligibility. He was hurt, you know, game two this year. But now all of a sudden you don't really hear his name as much. Will Hall specifically addressed the question on the signing day show from the audience and they said uh, they could keep him at quarterback. They've discussed with him moving him to another position. We kind of heard through the grapevine that'd probably be uh, you know a, a, a tight end position looks like for for Trey Lowe. Will Hall did say that that Trey could possibly decide to go explore other options at quarterback, but they want him on this team. He said that over and over again. That was probably about an hour ago from Coach Will Hall. The thing that jumps out to me, Bob, about this class is the strength of the Southern Miss team this year, from a unit standpoint, was the defense. Right. And today, at signing day, who were a bulk of the signees? Defensive guys. Well, Now, the most inconsistent unit as a whole was the line, Luke, the, the, the offensive line. Um, what do we know about uh, potential guys on the offensive line to help things out a little bit? The the three signees for the offensive line are, are all three freshmen. So you got Will Saxton, who was uh, the best, uh, probably probably one of the best offensive line uh, prospects in the state of Mississippi. Had to beat a lot of G five programs off of him. Then you signed twins, Kyron and Cameron Barnes. Bob, um, can you imagine feeding these dudes? Twin brothers from Adams <laughs> Christian High School. They're both of them are six five, three hundred apiece. No, I, I bet and, they're uh, the happiest parents in the bunch that know now somebody else is going to have to feed them. That would be my guess. Yeah, well, yeah. and and 
you've heard the phrase the freshman 15. Usually when you you put 15 pounds on your friend, these guys will probably put on 50. Yeah, but they they, yeah. Al- they also get a uh, they also get a preferred walk on lineman out of Northwest uh, Community College. But you got to remember, last year you had McKinnon that came in from Gulf Coast. So you got you got some guys that didn't play this year. You got the Riles kids that are in the wings that are in the wings. Yeah. Gotcha. So you you got to feel about this coaching staff being able to grab some of their younger talent. And I think part of the reason you see so much defensively is the fact that there's so many young guys on offense that particularly didn't play as much this year or weren't ready to play, and they feel like they will next year. Well, you know, always, too, you, you hear that you, you'll you know how good the recruiting class was two, three years from now. But how many of these kids, Luke, would you anticipate making an immediate impact? you got to feel like the, the three transfers come in and play immediately, and you feel like Janari Dean is going to play on offense immediately. Dalen Gill – uh, we'll play. You got to remember, we lost the uh, Portlock to the transfer portal. Um, some of the, you know, linebacker got really thin by the end of the year. So Dalen Gill plays immediately. And he was a three-star guy coming out um, from Louisville High School and then Jones College. He could have really gone anywhere he wanted. And then Clemens up front. And then the the big one, uh, another big one, D'Amico Rowland, six four three forty. I mean that that dude is going to be shoved in the middle immediately. Uh, as far as the younger guys play, you feel like um, uh, Mims out of Baymanette, Alabama. Coach uh, Hall talked about him. He's going to be uh, – he, he's like a super back profile. But they're going to start him in the slot, and he's hes a little short. He's 5'9", but they said that you know down the stretch he probably was, if not the one of the best high school players in uh, the state of Alabama, and you feel like he can come in and contribute immediately. Two other uh, items that have happened today regarding football that are certainly noteworthy, though this is a Southern Miss program, Jackson State right up the road making big news in that Deion Sanders is at it again, Luke. That's it's pretty wild. Deion Sanders did something unprecedented today. He flipped the number one in the entire country, ESPN had him at two, but most had him at one. Travis Hunter uh, flipped him from Florida State to Jackson State. He is headed to Jackson State and uh, his, bypassed his all of mater, FBS. His alma mater. He took him away from his alma mater. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he did. And, and Florida State's wondering how in the world we can get Dion back. But the, and there's more to talk about that later on, just because of the dynamic. But this this other breaking news, real quick, looks like. Former Southern Miss quarterback Austin Davis. Now, we talked about it earlier, late last week, too, Bob. Looks like uh, Austin Davis will be the new offensive Good coordinator at Auburn. So, congratulations to him. Yeah, and nobody's laughing that. at Deion Sanders any longer. So, uh, Deion is putting 60,000 people at, in the stands and recruiting the number one player in the country. That's pretty And impressive. you have to wonder, too, Bob, that once this domino has fallen now, how many more guys are going to follow suit? All right, when we come back, we're going to talk basketball. Dakota Baker from Ramey Motors is going to join us later as well. Don't forget, Eagle Hour at Corner Market Midtown tomorrow, along with the Midday Show, Gerard. And uh, we're going to have a great time collecting toys for Homes of Hope. Hope you'll join us. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty in the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. The guys and Michael Mergens is with them. They're down at the Ramey Motors uh, in Purvis, getting ready to talk to those guys down there about everything going on uh, between now and Christmas. And 
I'm sure there's plenty of activity at the Ramey Motors. Going to continue uh, here in just a moment uh, with basketball coach, assistant coach Kyle Rohn. I'm fixing to get him on the phone. Guys, another rough night, though, for basketball. And uh, hear what coach has to say about riding this ship. Yeah, the Golden Eagles, Kelly, last night dropped a 62-51 decision to Jacksonville. Uh, they fall to 4-6 and six on the year. Got uh, 18 points out of Jerron Pierre, 10 out of Tyler Stevenson, 10 out of Isaiah Moore. Uh, but they turned the ball over. You and I were talking about that. Turned the ball over 19 times last night. And I think Jacksonville only turned it over 8 times. I mean, when you take 11 possessions, and what was so, what, what was so disheartening about some of those turnovers is that the Eagle players were passing the ball in some instances, to absolutely no one. I mean, they would turn up, and it was nobody even close, yeah. you know, to where the ball was. So unforced errors. There's a difference in a turnover, you know, in scrappy defensive play, and you know, some things can happen. A missed dribble, you get the ball stolen, something like that. But when you just when you're just passing the ball and nobody's there, Zay Moore had a had a tough game last night as far as that goes. Eagles they, didn't shoot the ball that bad. I mean, they they outshot Jacksonville from the field, forty point five percent to thirty seven percent. They shot forty three point eight behind the three point arc, and that they outshot Jacksonville. Uh, I think Jacksonville shot right at 42%. And free throws, they shot 62, but they only missed four. They were two of six from the free throw line. Free throw line doesn't lose you the game in that. It was, like you said, it was 11 possessions, extra possessions Jacksonville got. And when you look at points off of turnovers, Jacksonville got nine more points than the Eagles did off of turnovers. All right, well, there's, there's your game. I mean, essentially, because the Eagles had to foul down the stretch, which put the Dolphins at the free throw line. Actually, they got 13. Jacksonville had 24 points off turnovers. Southern Miss only had nine. Okay, there you so go. Thir- the, that, that's your ball yeah, game. That's, that's exactly the, what it is. Yeah, that's the difference. And, of course, Jacksonville down the stretch got to go to the free throw line you know, quite a bit. And anytime you get to go to the free throw line, it's, it's going to help. You know, when you were I was sitting there last night watching the game, the Eagles jump out to a 7 to nothing lead, Luke. I mean, they, they were on fire about the first two minutes of the game. Well, then a, the a first media timeout is called. Well, then here come the Dolphins on an 8-0 run. All right, Jacksonville takes an, an eight to seven lead, and I think if memory serves, about the last seven minutes of the first half, the Eagles got one point. And remember, one point on a free throw, obviously, and that's one of the things we've talked about with the coaches in the past: are these these seven or eight minutes of each game that just seem to be horrific when when nothing goes right. The Eagles had difficulty getting the ball inside, so they were having to shoot more perimeter shots more than they probably, you know, wanted to. Um, But a Jacksonville team that beat Southern Miss last year, and Jacksonville's, you know, probably not going to be in the upper tier of the league that they play in. So this is, this is frustrating. And the Eagles now go to Monroe. Uh, on Saturday, and then go to East Carolina. So you got two yeah. more road games before Western Kentucky comes in here on the 30th, who's projected to be one of the top teams in Conference USA. And if you saw them blow out Ole Miss yeah. a week or so ago. It was a blowout. Yeah, yeah. it was. And, and what's frustrating, last night we talked about the percentage. This was the fifth, fifth best shooting night Southern Miss had had all season, and uh, especially behind the arc. I mean, Jerron Pierre went – uh, six to twelve behind the three point arc. He, that's all he scored. He didn't make any other shots. You know, inside he just hit six threes. Like you said, they jumped out to that seven point lead and just uh, went cold there uh, for for quite a while. Just a couple little history notes last night. Tyler Stevenson scored ten, puts him at nine hundred and four career points. He's forty seventh all time now. 
in uh, Southern Miss history books. Uh, Southern Miss bench actually outscored Jacksonville 17-14. to And like you said, uh, Eagles on the road this week at 2 p.m. on Saturday in Monroe. And if we get a chance to talk to, to Kyle Rohn, we're efforting him right now. He's not going to uh, be available. Uh, the number is okay. not working. All right, Bob, thank you. Um, the, and Isaiah Moore did not start last night. Okay, so that had a lot of people in the in the in the crowd last night going, "Wait a minute, Isaiah Moore normally starts, and he did not get the start." Yeah, last the night. starting five last night was uh, Pierre Stevenson, Rashad Bolden, the true freshman. Mo Arnold got to start against his old mates because he transferred from Jacksonville, and then DeAndre Pinkney. Isaiah Moore did play twenty five yeah. minutes. So he had the most off the bench. Actually, played more than two of the starters, uh, Arnold and Pinkney. And so you don't know sometimes whether you know Coach Ladner trying to get. Uh, the, the, the sixth man to come in and get a little spurt off the bench rather than having all the dudes out there at once and then having to pull them off and your your makes your second wave not as strong. And, and as, as much as we've been critical about the quality of play in Conference USA football, you really can't say that about basketball. I, I think as a whole, the league in basketball is stronger than it is in football. You've got Western Kentucky, which is going to obviously make some noise. You've got North Texas, which is supposed to be very strong on Southern Miss's side. UAB has been consistent over the years. FIU, as abysmal as they were in football, FIU is pretty doggone good in basketball. So you, there's, there's not a, a whole lot of... Um, uh, easy work to do in Conference USA, and if you could only muster p- four, perhaps five wins, you would think you'd, it'd be very difficult to go into East Carolina and win. Uh, but this Monroe game Saturday night, I mean, then you're looking that you, you practically have to, you know, have a by and large winning record in Conference USA just to get to double digit wins yeah. or, or into the low double digit wins. Um, so this is a very precarious situation the basketball team is at this point in the season two more games left to go both road games before they come back to reed green coliseum to open against the hilltoppers on december 30th so um you know they keep talking about trying to find the coaches talking about trying to find some some chemistry i remember um doc sadler when he was here was questioned about his team's ability to shoot the ball and uh, a reporter, and I don't remember what reporter was. It wasn't said, us. It wasn't uh, a- yeah, it wasn't us, but a reporter said, so do you need to get some shooters in here? And Doc Sadler, and I'm quoting here, he said, we've got shooters. We need some makers. <laughs> you know? Well, here's another problem, of- too, guys. The, uh, you know, it got a little nasty last week on social media. I'm sure it's going to get nastier this week on social media. And you point out uh, the, the tough slate that's ahead of them. Uh, you know, we really like all the guys on this coaching staff, but is it is it time to start worrying about the about the productivity of the of the program, guys? I mean, is it is it time to start uh, asking questions about what's going to happen in the future? or Are we still too early for that? Is there a time that social media isn't nasty? <laughs> is well, no, and, and those guys but, don't uh, really point, matter. But yeah, to your point, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of chatter, and uh, it, we've seen other schools do it. Um, and in regards to not using COVID, you know, as a chance to get get guys catch back up, basically giving everybody a mulligan because of because of COVID. But I think when you look at Jay Ladner, I mean, there was nothing here when he got here. There was nothing, and he developed Tyler Stevenson into the basketball player that he is now. Um, and he has got some good transfers, but it's this, it's 
uh, to quote Will Hall, it's the same song, different verse this year. It's where's the chemistry? And you're throwing a bunch of dudes out there, and it's the same thing again. So you almost... You know, you almost feel like, yeah, there's a time where you got to have results. At the same time, in some ways, this feels like not year three. This feels like year one and a half for Jay Ladner. And these streaks that we talked about, where they, like I said, the, about the last seven minutes of the first half last night, they scored one point. Well, the game before that, they got outscored at the end of the game, uh, where where whoever they were playing went on like a seventeen to one run or something like that. So they they somehow have got to figure out how to be able to develop some consistency without going into these droughts. These droughts are killing them, you know, and then they get down. And, of course, when you get down, kind of like in football, you have to throw the ball. Yeah. You know, when you get behind when basketball, you got to foul people. All right, then they go to the free throw line, and that's the easiest shot in basketball. So, um, and, and, look, nobody wants to win more than, than the staff there is. And, Bob, to answer your question, I don't think this is the year, but I think next year would be pivotal. Um, yeah, I you got you got to see some turnaround. That's exactly right. You know, yes. What surprises me is watching the team play in in the first two games of that uh, tournament out of Montana. I, I thought to myself, and I told both of y'all, man, this is this yeah. is really an improved basketball team, bigger in the paint. You know, just uh, just an overall much better team. And and unfortunately, they haven't won a game since the uh, first two games of that tournament. And last night, from my vantage point, and again, I've never coached a basketball game, right? But the Eagles just had great difficulty finding any success inside. It's like uh, whatever you know, running a zone or whatever that Jacksonville was running. It just it was very difficult for the Eagles. And when they did get a guy that could break inside, there'd be an errant pass. Yeah. Okay. They'd find a guy open for a split second, and then you know, bad pass, and then here you go. It's turnovers. The turnover. yeah. It's the turnovers. They had 14 points in the paint last night, but. Seven offensive rebounds, so you got to imagine that you know a great majority of those were from offensive rebounds. So first chance opportunities in the paint probably didn't happen as much as everyone wishes they would. But yeah, Golden Eagles are four and six now on the season. On uh, Saturday at two, they'll go to Monroe and then turn around next Tuesday and uh, for a Tuesday morning game, 11 a.m. at East Carolina. Then the first two games, December 30th and New Year's Day. Back-to-back at home against Western Kentucky and Marshall and then a three-game road trip for games three, four, and five of Conference USA. Not all bad news, though. The women are 7-2 and on the season, and uh, they're off to a great start. We're at Ramey Motors this afternoon in Purvis, going to be at Midtown Corner Market tomorrow along with Gerard and the Midday Show on the Super Talk Network. Hope you'll join us. Bring a toy. We'll be right back after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour on the road today down in Purvis, Mississippi at Ramey Motors. Signing day 2022. Southern Miss lands 20 new commitments, 17 
new guys from junior college and high school, three transfers, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more, recap a little more of that in the fourth segment. Happy to be here today. Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens, Luke Johnson, Bob Getty producing back for us in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. But, uh, Bob, what, what's the official title for our, our next guest uh, on the Eagle Hour today? The greatest living baseball player in the history of Purvis High School, Dakota Baker, ladies and gentlemen. There are probably there are probably nineteen players that were better than them, but because he saw to it, they're all they've all passed. <laughs> <laughs> they're no longer living. No doubt. No, the no, investigation is underway. Purpose for sure. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, full blown. Uh, yeah, guy, we're excited to have you all back. We finally have got some tractors in. We have had eighty-eight tractors rolling in the last week. Wow! And how many of those are already sold? <laughs> uh, we sold twenty-seven last week. <laughs> So we're still knocking them out, but it, the ship had the ship that's, got to port. Really, that's, four, that's what it was. That's like four or five a day. We no, no. It was I think we had one morning eleven trucks in a row with four tractors. So the ship literally came in. It literally came in with all our case stuff. And if you look behind here in the back, we've got probably seventy five more down the hill. That was just wow. case. That wasn't Mahindra. Mahindra ship too. So we, I would say, in the last week we got one hundred and twenty five tractors. So the ship came into Big Bay? Is that where? <laughs> that would have been nice. It, they finally come into, oh, uh, they call it, the old folks called it Paps Bagula. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We finally got some down there. So that was good to see. We got it. We actually just rolled some Pioneers out today, but every one of them is pre-sold. We got five more Pioneers to be here tomorrow. All but one of those is pre-sold. Got a few Talons on the lot, you know, um, but right now it's big Hondas and big tractor Talons. So, so Mahindra and Case, let's talk about those. Um, of course, everybody has heard of those before, but. Every brand uh, that you guys carry is tough. Every brand that you carry is effective to do whatever you need to do around the farm. We ch- we chose Case and Mahindra because, one, they're heavier tractors, and the biggest thing with them is there's no def and no regen. That's our biggest seller on these. Um, now, once you get into the bigger ones, you know, 75 horse and blow on the Case and Mahindra, no def or regen, uh, very strong. Mahindra ranks highest in all of the uh, lifting capacities and weight in their classes. So, I mean, I – Personally, I'm, I'm a Mahindra guy. That's what I like the best. Everybody's got their personal preference, but I would put my 65 horse Mahindra against anybody's other tractor. What in the people category. don't realize is when I'm in India, Mahindra, of course, is an Indian company, and they make SUVs. They make planes. And they make all kinds of stuff. Dude, a Mahindra SUV is the way to go. I, I think part of the reason that it's not sold in the U.S. is is maybe because it would whip some people's tail because just it's a solid. They, they won't let it pass the emission test, but their tractors can pass yeah. it. That's hard to do. Um, but you know that's one thing I will say. We actually are going to be uh, picking up the Rock Soar, the new and improved Rock Soar. It's the Jeep looking side by side. Yep. Sla- I don't know what they really classify it as, but it's got the uh, little diesel motor in it too. So we'll have those first of the year. Fingers crossed if that ship sails. So, well, yeah. The Rock Soar, Bob Getty, sounds like something that you might get by sitting too much. <laughs> go, go to the I've, I've had, I've had a Rock Soar before. It's very difficult to get it cleared up once it once it sets in. Yeah, we know how painful those can be. Um, all right, 10 days till Christmas, and uh, we're here in the uh, the showroom of, of Ramey Motors in Purvis. Got the Christmas tree, got all kinds of stuff under the Christmas tree, even got some toys, some toy steel stuff. So, I mean, people, you know, that looking for uh, some, some uh, toys for their kids, 
you can take that outside while while your dad chops on a tree with a steel, and you can play along on a stick or something. But I uh, got the toy dirt bike to come. Oh, dude, they, stuff. that's what a lot of people they think. Oh, we just sell big stuff, man. Our parts and service area. We like you see, you got toy dirt bikes, you got little chainsaws, little trucks, foilers. We actually have big trucks over there too, and then you got, of course got the real size little dirt bike. Uh, but yeah, we got plenty of stuff, man. Uh, we just got a big shipment of the little bitty handheld chainsaws like that one right there, Luke. That's the best hundred and twenty to five dollars I've ever spent. If you're a deer hunter, if you got something in the yard you want to trim, man, the batteries last thirty to forty five minutes on it, depending on what you're cutting. And it's so small and compact, man, you can throw it in your backpack. I keep mine in my, my side by side. But that's been our best seller, but they've been back ordered for two or three months now. Yeah, that's exactly what Michael Mergen's daughter Piper needs. I was it? just thinking that. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I can I can see Piper running around the house with a toy chainsaw and it concerns me. And, and make it, no mistake, she she doesn't need a chainsaw to no. destroy your house. No, she doesn't. She's and a set done. of drums. Were I you, think were that you would playing be Alice good. Cooper in the background when that was happening. Yeah, actually, that yeah, yep. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, a set of drums. Bob wants to get yeah, a set, a set of, drums. of drums. That's she uses her mom's. That's yeah. that's good enough. Yeah. Hey, Dakota, got some, uh, got some uh, dirt bikes around the around the right side too. Is let Bob jump in just a second. Come on, Bob. What Tell, you got, babe? Well, I just want to take a moment and uh, and and tell you how much we appreciate uh, you having us down there every month, and hope you'll pass that along to the ownership of Ramey's. Our relationship uh, with your dealership down there has been really rock solid since we started the program, and uh, we're always happy to be there. And I just want you to make sure everyone understands how much we appreciate you guys. No, oh, absolutely, brother. We appreciate y'all coming. Always have a good time with these goobers. And, and Dakota, you guys, you guys had a toy drive last year. We did. Yep, right? we had a big toy drive. Um, so this year it kind of halted, um, because of our Hurricane Ida stuff. But we done the same thing with it. We had a seventeen foot, um, little John boat, but man, we filled it, slam yeah. full. Uh, this year we've actually. We didn't get to do it just because of COVID restraints on some things, but next year we got a really big plan to give back to the community. Uh, but which we've done that here internally with some guys. We'll all get together, get with you know Purvis Lower, Purvis Middle. My wife teaches at the middle school, so there's always kids in need. Next year, there's big things coming at Ramy Motors. We got a real big thing we're going to do. We're going to try to keep it hush hush for the time being, uh, but it, it'll be really special. And it's not going to serve just Purvis. I mean, we're going to try to serve Summerall, Oak Grove, uh, Petal, Lumberton, Baxterville, uh, the surrounding. Pine Belt area, we're fixing to go after it hard and try to help out all those kids and families in need. Now, you said that boat was, was slamful. Now, what's the difference between slamful and plumful? It's purpose because, language. Isn't oh, it, it is. <laughs> slamful and Slamful over the top. I mean, we had toys falling outsides of it, and uh, we had to, we had to send the ladies to the store twice to get wrapping paper. So, mm. But it was great, man. And then the Hurricane Ida stuff, man, the, the uh, lower and the middle school here in Purpose done great with us, and I think we sent four pallets uh, down there for That's that. Good. But you talked about Go ahead, Bob. Now, I was just going to say, when you're referencing Slam Full, Dakota, uh, I would check Kelly's pants pockets. I know you guys sent out a lot of treats and snacks over there. There's already been four cookies uh, that have been consumed. I'm assuming. And and he has been known to put stuff in his pockets before he leaves uh, Dakota. So feel free to check that. One of your employees saw me eating one of the cookies, and he said, uh, so which – so which one have you had today? And I said, which ones haven't I had? Because there's chocolate chip, there's M&M, and there's macadamia You have to try Scott's nut. wife. She cooked a whole box full of seven different kind of candy. So that, you need to make a stop in that office. You talked about serving all of the area you know, communities, mm-hmm. but really, 
because of your website, you don't even have to be in the area to, to be able to access. Yeah, that's true. Orders. I mean, man, you can get on, you can hit us up on, online for just about anything and everything we sell. I mean, I think John, one of our salesmen this morning, had a guy from Pennsylvania hit us up off of an ad we shared in the tractor group, and we're fixing to send a tractor to Pennsylvania in about a week. All right, we always want, when we come out here, we always want to check out uh, the latest car that just screams Bob Getty's name on the clock. I'm looking right now on the uh, on RamyMotorsMS.com. I'm looking at this 2018 Maserati 3.0 mm. liter. That's mm. yeah, that has a little hatchback. Little hatchback. It's kind of like the Mustang Mach-E, but now I was, was going to tell you the Mustang. No, you ain't touching that. No, if you're talking about Bob Getty cars, do you have any Edsels? <laughs> you know, I'm going to just throw this out. I don't even know what that is. That's I guess be up before. Well, that would be a, that, that was that when Ishkabibble drove that. Ishkabibble. Now this co- this coming from a, the guy that y'all laughed at when he left one day in his little tiny Toyota, and you said it was like a clown car. Do you remember that? No, Dakota said it was leaning left, and it may flip when it got out here on the highway. 2020 Dodge Charger Daytona Edition. Right, that's now, a, now that one's got a, nice that one. one's got a good set of pipes on. I, I think Bob could get back in yeah, that I car like that and just and feel the 70s when he puts it in the uh, yeah. puts the throttle of the. Uh, firewall there but i mean now that's a sweet car we got a bunch of uh dodges here lately those are cool does it have an eight track though i do have a hell of a collection of eight tracks <laughs> no. i'm just looking for a player a of, if anybody knows trucks. where i can find one a lot of a lot of good selection of trucks yeah we got some got. uh taylor's got some good ones out there i know we got a really good trade in today there's denali here white denali the ram rebel um i really yeah. like that truck there it just come in a few days ago very smooth you got a lot of power um, but man, we he's keeping his stock, man. He's hustling. It's it's a shame they had to call it a rebel, the truck. Yeah. You know, that they actually could. they didn't know what to call it, yeah. so they just put three names in a hat and picked one and I went with it. That's what they decided. I to gotcha. do. Dakota, what right, happened so to the to... Buick uh, uh, high performance car you guys had a couple months the ago? The Grand National. Yeah, the Grand they, National. They had it detailed up yesterday. I think some dude from uh, the ATL bought it finally. Uh, really? It's a big club over there. Yeah, he he finally come down and bought the old Buick. Bob Bob never threw out another offer than eight hundred bucks and never. Well, he was wanting eight hundred down, four hundred a month, and he yeah, died. for six for months. sixty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he wanted you to throw another generator into it. Yeah, hey, we, we need to compliment you guys on how festive it is down here. I mean. Hang around, you guys. Sometimes you think everybody's a Scrooge, so I'm not sure who was behind that. That's but Brian right there. That that guy right there, Brian. He's yeah. He heard me calls now. He's gone. That's our general manager. He keeps it popping in here, man. A uh, real good guy, down to earth. Uh, probably the most chill person on the planet. Got a great heart. Always willing to give back to the community and help out with folks. So all right, real quick on these tractors. Of course, people. Uh, we we got with lots of stuff here. Financing is always an option. Tell us about that real quick. So we actually just picked up another lender that will go 120 months on a tractor. Wow. So any, I think it's got to be over uh, $30,000. But yeah, we can go 120 months, which equals 10 years, no early payoff fees. That's going to be a big, big change there for you us go, next Bob. year. There you go, Bob. Yeah. Finance exactly the Buick with them. I, I, you know, they actually do cars too, Bob. So uh, I'll, I'll be Buick talking Grand to National you. comes in. Let me know, bro. We're going to be doing it. All right, Dakota. Thank you, buddy. Merry Christmas. Same to you, Miss Bob. We'll be back. More from Ramey Motors after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Back live at Ramey Motors in Purvis. Appreciate our good friend Dakota Baker sitting in with us. They got everything down here. Case tractors, Mahinda tractors, 120 tractors they got in this week. The ship landed. Yeah, but the thing is, is you better get in here. Yeah, you better. It's going to be gone. <laughs> All right. They got uh, adult toys, kids' toys, everything in between. Lots of inventory on the lot, so appreciate them hosting us today. A couple news and notes. Women's volleyball. Lindsay Legg, uh, the junior defensive specialist for Southern Miss Volleyball, announced as one of the 14 student athletes receiving the Conference USA Fall Spirit of Service Award. The award honors one student athlete from each of the league's 14 members for significant community service endeavors, good academic standing, and uh, participation. Lindsay Legg has a 4.0 throughout her undergrad's studies at Southern Miss, bachelor's degree in exercise science. She's also a multiple-time President's List member and has made the athletic department honor roll every semester since 2019, currently pursuing a master's degree in kinesiology. Guys, we like it when they stick around and able to knock out that master's degree while they're playing. So congratulations to Lindsay Legg of, of women's volleyball. A couple of notes on recruiting um, that we, you know, the first segment Luke so thoroughly went through the, the list of signees. Well done, by the way, Luke, uh, researching all that. Number one is with what Jackson State did today by turning the number one player from Florida State <laughs> to Jackson State, Jackson State's recruiting class, Bob, is now better than Southern Cal. I love, I love Take hearing that, it, Lincoln Riley. I Take love that. It. But let me, this brings up a great question, okay? Seriously. At what point does the coach's personal interest, you, you feel like they're not going to let this keep happening because that's going to overshadow what SEC schools do. That's going to overshadow what these other Power 5 schools do. And the coach's personal business interest can't, dominate that much i just i see dion dion gave them their own medicine i mean he killed them with that but i can't see them allowing that to stand but to go in a little bit more depth i think and, and correct me if i'm wrong luke when you're talking about a coach's personal interest i think what you're saying is is dion's personal endorsements he may be using the money that he is getting from his own endorsements and getting arrangements for these or, athletes or his to personal connections or because he's actually still employed by Barstool, I think. Barstool Sports. So, I mean, you're you're looking at all these stu- or the student athletes that are Barstool athletes, but because it's Dion's kid, I mean, Barstool can throw whatever they want to at him. And so, yeah, well, I I think it's funny in the in the sense that Dion turned the the tables on them themselves on the NCAA. Yes. And on the Power Five. Yeah, but I don't think if, you know, based on what even what Derek Hamilton was saying yesterday, this is America and you can do what you want to sure. do. I don't know how they could change those rules. It's his money. He can do, you know, what he, what he wants to with it. But on the Southern Miss front, the strongest class, this, this class being signed today, the strongest since in what, in 11 years, 12 years? Yeah, so right now, 74th overall according to Rivals, 72nd overall according to 24-7 Sports. Bob, that would be the highest-ranked recruiting class roughly since 2010 for Southern Miss football. Well, and, and great for the coaching staff. You know, we've had every one of them on the show. That you, you can't help but be enthusiastic when you talk to them, and I guess that enthusiasm carries over. So congratulations to them. And here would be my message to the Southern Miss Nation. Let's let these men have time to develop these kids Get them in the positions they need to be. Teach them their system. Let's give them some time to get the football program turned around. 
And first year in the Sun Belt, win the championship. How's that for a lofty goal? You know, I really like what what Will what Will. That's said, really though. giving you remember him time. Last week Kelly. when he was on with us, he said he said he was a little split on it. Right? He, yeah. he wanted to, he wanted to uh, he wanted to go to the Sun Belt, but at the same time he said I'd love just to to get back on these CUSA guys and bring a gun to a gunfight rather than having to fight with a knife. You know, so I, I can uh, appreciate that, but I think it, we would much rather just go ahead and go on. Yeah, and for the record, assistant basketball coach Kyle Rohn was scheduled to be on the show today, but it was my mistake. I had his wrong contact information. Mm-hmm. So um, so it was, it was all my bad. So don't no have, I wouldn't want to bring it up. Yeah, no talent no, for and, you, and coach, Yeah, well, and, I, and when I talked to him, he said, well, I'm, I'm just glad – he said, nothing personal, but I'm glad it was your mistake because I was waiting thinking maybe I had screwed up somehow. Bob so, Kelly's going to reward his honesty with two more cookies up yeah, there. Yeah, in his back pocket, yeah. Be sure to get <laughs> them out before two? you sit down, Santa, or they'll be pretty much uh, It's powder. funny, all the workers all the workers down here at Ramey Motors are single file, Bob, in front of the cookies to make sure they're, they're safe. They were coming yeah. in here quick when Kelly showed up. All right, Bob, tell us, tell everybody where we're going to be tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be great fun. We're going to be joining Gerard in the midday show uh, tomorrow afternoon. We're going to be at Corner Market Midtown. I'm getting reports from our sales staff who are out collecting toys. Uh, they say the response has once, been, once again been overwhelming, and we're really grateful to all of our listeners around the Pine Belt for that. But there's still time. You can bring more toys. You can bring clothing. You can bring cash donations. Everything goes to Homes of Hope there in Purvis. Uh, uh, Mergens, real quickly, you're from Purvis. Homes of Hope, what a worthy cause. What a great place to help out at Christmas. Oh, without question. You'll learn more about that tomorrow during the broadcast. I encourage you to listen because what they're doing over there is amazing. It is just, it's an incredible ministry and we're so thrilled to have him, have them here in Purvis. No question. Thank you. Thank you to everybody that's participating. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow afternoon. Coach Christian Ostrander joins us on on the set at Corner Market. Until then, Southern Miss to to the the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.